Hey everyone, I'm Audio Nerd 64. And I'm Big Nkrumah. And, and we are your game of friends. Your game of game of friends. It's 2023. Yay! We made it. <sighs> Lord Jesus. Barely. Who are you telling? Uh, a small child got us very sick. <coughs> um, that's all I can say. Because that small child's parent is going to listen to this. Mm-hmm. The aunt is going to listen to this. We can't say too much. That's all. That's, that's, you know. But we're here. And. Yes. We have. Mm-hmm. Games. We we have games technically, yes. That's of the, true. Of the year. You didn't let me finish my mm. thing. So. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Fuck please, you. Please go again. Like, no, it's it's the Bring moment it, has passed. T- back to the top. Moment has passed. Oh, I'm so sorry. We're here. And we have... I can get some feedback, like a little... <laughs> I feel like I should stay quiet. Games of the year. Fuck it. You know, fine. I'll just put a little, I don't know, a hooray sound effect or something and keep it moving. Mm. Yay! Yay! We played games this year. Hmm. Woo! Yes. It's really last year. Right, right. We played games last year. I played mm-hmm. no new games in 2023. That is basically true. So this is going to be interesting because I have a lot to say this year. 2022 was a very good gaming year for me. Although... It was also not because <laughs> it was supposed to be much better. I'm sorry, than that it was. was. was <laughs> <laughs> not the podcast formula. I hate to see it. I whew, I feel strongly that the experiences I had were surprising for the most part, and some of them not necessarily surprising, but. It was, they were supposed to be a company. They were supposed to have more competition, I guess you could say. <laughs> I was supposed to be suicide squatting in 2022. I was supposed to be Gotham knighting. What else were we supposed to We were supposed to be star fleeting. Star fleeting. <laughs> <laughs> Gaze in space. <laughs> oh my goodness. We have to put the space faggotry away. <laughs> Um. Uh. What else were we supposed to be doing? Uh. So many other things. I don't know. I'm. My list this year is. I think it's shocking. I was. I was shocked by what I put together because I was like, <laughs> my games didn't come out that I wanted. Yeah. At the very least, I did get a few things to come out that I was really you, interested in, and I got. None of them. <laughs> I got absolutely none of them. So I'm so upset. Keep that in mind as we go through 2022. It's games very of the personal. Year. It's you know, it's with our stories involved mm. here. You know, our mm-hmm. lives are involved here. You're only gonna get this list from <laughs> us. Here on Gamer Friends. <laughs> you got that right. I oh, don't think boy. anyone else has this list. No, I <laughs> I'm I'm so mad. I mean, I'm happy with the games that I was able to play this year. Uh-huh. But, uh... Yes. Yep. <laughs> I gotcha. 
Let, let's get started, though. Let's begin with our third annual Too Much to Play award. I was real confident. I'm not sure if it's the third it annual. It is the third Please annual. We, we talked it. about it this morning. Anyway, this category is for games that we played this year. And by this year, we mean 2022. If Whenever we say this year... Yeah, yeah this year is 2022. Just to 20, be clear. 2023 hasn't happened yet. I know you're still fucking up the dates on your checks <laughs> and on your documents and stuff like that. So, like, it's still 2022. Yeah, okay. So, these are the games that did not come out in 2022, but we played for the first time in 2022. Mm-hmm. We'll start with Audio Nerd. Oh. Please... Tell us, sir, what is your too much to play game of the year? My too much to play game of the year goes. Why is there so much <laughs> I'm, tension? I am channeling Jeff Keeley. Oh, here. absolutely. Oh, there's a little. I I've been inspired. That's, that's the most shocking thing about my gaming life this year. Is I've yeah. been so inspired by him. I, I wish uh, we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but too much to play goes to Civilization Six. Cut to commercial. <laughs> Cut the cameras. Cut the mics. It's shocking because I did clown the hell out of you for playing Civilization Six and had. We not grown up in the timeline where colonialism was so prevalent. Would Civilization VI have been made? Probably not. Interesting. Interesting that a game about colonialism that you are attempting to critique mm-hmm. jokingly in this moment mm-hmm. has won the Too Much to Play Award from one of us now two years in a row. I mean, we, this is not two years in a row we've talked about Civilization VI. <laughs> it's embarrassing for me. I hate it for myself. But here we are. I don't remember when we got you to fucking play, finally. I think it was actually pretty close to the beginning of the year because there was a sale. Mm. And Enya was like, you should finally fucking play this game. And I was like, for you, Enya, fine. I'll a lot it. of things happened for Edna that year. Didn't, Absolutely. Didn't Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. I love Enya. Shout out to Enya. Shout out to Enya's mom, who's a fan. <laughs> we love her. We love you both. And Tim, we love you all. So I got like, you know, the big... Go on Steam, get the DLC that came out for forever all half price. And I was like, all right, let's do it. <sighs> and I had a blast. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. It's a great game to play with just like one person. Like I've played with just Jordan mm. a few times. And it's also great to play with friends. It gives Monopoly. Huh. Okay. In that. You know, there are secret alliances. You know, you're talking shit about other people in the chat. You're forgetting to make sure that your chat isn't set to everyone, you know, instead of one person so everyone sees all your shit talking. You're screwing people over. You know, you're trying to be the little sleeper agent in the side. You know, you're trying to get your religious victory, but everyone else already got their religion going. And you're like, oh, no, I have to get my up. There's only one slot left. Fuck. What have I been doing this whole time? Who is trying to invade? Why are they invading? I need more alliances. That's a good summary yeah. of your experience playing that is. Civilization. <laughs> I mean, I experienced it was my life. I experienced it. No, I mean that's 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 yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. Playing with Dump Truck is especially funny because you know he gets he gets angry quickly. It's very he funny. does. He gets very angry very quickly. And that's and then it everyone gets for the rest bombed. of the game. 
It was yep. it's hilarious. I loved it. I had a great time. Even losing. It's like one of those games, even losing, I can have a good time. And what I think I love about it most is that there's so many ways to play. Like, you could do the military option, but I always try to go for a culture win, you know? Mm. I try to get those great works up mm-hmm. early. So you motherfuckers can't have it. Get that great bath in. Get it in quick. You got to get it in quick. The fact that you're name dropping all of these things leads me to believe that either there was research done or that this game had much more of an impression on you than I was <laughs> anticipating. I mean, it definitely is one of those games. Like, especially when we were playing with a bunch of people, I didn't want to be the like person like, what did this do? How do you do this? So I would, mm. you know, have my little thing on the side mm. and be like, oh, okay, mm. how do you do it? Click, 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 clickety click. You know, so yeah, no, I had a great time with it. It was a lot of fun, and I enjoy it, and I can't wait to play it again. Hopefully soon. It's been a minute. So That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I guess it's my turn. It is. And I have to tell you, I haven't made a decision. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not how awards work. I know that that's not how awards work. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say what I'm going to have to say, and then you can tell me whether or not I earned what I want to do. How about that? Oh, like how we watch television? We're like, oh, that payoff didn't wasn't earned. Yeah, okay. We're, we're, we're critics. Okay, I'm being the critic. I played Disco Elysium and Outer Wilds for the first time very early this year. In mm-hmm. fact, the goal was to complete them both before Horizon Forbidden West came out, and then I was in a rush to complete Horizon Forbidden West because Witch Queen was coming out. It was a very jam-packed spring? Late winter? Late winter, spring, summer, (laughs) fall. (laughs) (laughs) Joggers. Joggers. Oh my God. Anyway, whenever whenever the fuck or the beginning of the year is, however many seasons, whatever, I was having the time of my life and... I have to say, rarely a day goes by where I am not thinking about one of those two games. They had such an impression on me. They must have. Disco Elysium was perfect. It was was such an expansive RPG. Mm -hmm. You could play that game over and over and over again and not have the same conversations, Mm -hmm. not interact with the world in the same way, and still enjoy all of the writing. The writing Mm. in that game is the best video game writing I've ever experienced. It was such a ride to go through and like stimulating to me specifically in a way that a lot of other games don't speak to me. Mm-hmm. I am a big, like, political nerd, yes. and not necessarily in the sense of, like, following the horse race of politics on NPR and CNN and shit like that. But political philosophy and political history and thinking mm-hmm. about Marxism and socialism and all of the ways in which those philosophies have shown up in the world, et cetera, et cetera. You can tell I I enjoy talking about this in a way that you 
very obviously. No, actually, the, the sharp inhale was for all the ways in which I thought we were retiring that in 2022. Oh, really? But here are we, we are. retiring it? I thought so. But I think it fit into what you were saying. So I'm going okay. to allow it. Okay. I wasn't aware of that. Anyway. Because you're not on Twitter anymore. Mm, I did get off of Twitter and it's been <laughs> difficult. I've been really <laughs> trying to figure that out for myself. <laughs> anyway, it was stimulating to me philosophically and academically in a way that mm. other video games are not. Just don't do. Yeah. yeah absolutely. It, it, they're not trying to. Right. And I don't expect them to. Right. But a gamified like political history lesson. Yeah. It was it was really great and it was couched in a world that they built mm-hmm. so it wasn't adhering to our worldview. Right. It didn't have all that baggage. Yeah, it, it it allows you to enter the world without the baggage of this world except for what they want you to bring. Right. There's stuff that they want you to bring. There are circumstances, you could say, hierarchies that they expect you to be familiar with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think the double brilliance of the game is that if you don't give a shit about political philosophy, you can just play a good detective game. Right. And you could play a, a drunk who doesn't give a shit about any of this. And you get buffed <laughs> for being a drunk piece of shit if that's how you want to spec in your character. A true RPG, some might say. I just fell in love with the world. I really respected the story that they told. I respected the fact that they took ideas like fascism seriously and really Mm -hmm. expanded on what it means to be a fascist and talk to, interrogate people who openly identify that way and are advocating for it. Not because I'm you know, fascist, but but because it's nice to have that shit taken seriously and talked about, you know, I feel like liberals would ask so many fewer stupid questions. Like, oh, why are Republicans behaving this way? Well, because they're fucking fascists. Like, <laughs> And I will say, to interrupt, I remember having the conversation with Kenji. Yes. A friend of the show. Uh-huh. Who also explained that, you know, left, the left also gets critiqued here, yes, too. Yes, yes. You know, everyone's getting poked here. That's exactly right. The the ineffectual <laughs> far leftist <laughs> was also <laughs> skewered. But at the same time, you could really take those ideologies seriously. Right. And the game doesn't, you know, punish you necessarily. It might right. poke fun at you if you take it a little too hard left as it should <laughs> but it's an appropriate response <laughs> <laughs> but like it didn't take the idea of a proletariat uprising to be a silly one right and i don't know i just i so appreciated what was being done it's a travesty that the sequel has been completely railroaded by capitalism they've gotten rid of the original people hired a big team it's like they're trying to make it a franchise. And it was the worst possible Ugh. way to approach a sequel to a game that has the most cohesive critique of capitalism without, like, some uber-rich, ultra-obvious villain. Right. Like, 
really taking into account how corporations and then union leaders at those corporations have roles to play Mm. in how all of this works. Like, you know, we don't talk about it very much, but a lot of unions are opposed to universal health care. And the reason why they are is because they have worked very hard to get their workers very good health care. And that goes away as a bargaining chip if everyone has really excellent health care. That's true. Like, there are leftist or lefty, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. people, organizations, et cetera, that are not always working toward what we may think of as progress. So, right. again, I, the fact that you can even get into a conversation like that when talking about this video game right. is just very special mm-hmm. to me. I would say then... <laughs> <laughs> The other side of me that is really into academic, brainy bullshit Mm -hmm. is my love of astrophysics and space and all that kind of shit. I just absolutely am enamored with anything having to do with space travel, with space-time, thinking about theoretical alien civilizations, stuff like that. Like, I love all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I have spent a great deal of time learning about a lot of those concepts in my free time. And then Outer Wilds, the game I play immediately after Disco Elysium, is essentially an astrophysics simulator. I really don't want to say much more, and I know that we've talked about both of these games already. But... What they did with the story that they told was just really beautiful. Mm. And the way that they ended it was very touching. And also a a pretty popular scientific theory for like what actually is going on. Mm -hmm. Because we don't really know what the fuck's going on. I just listened to a thing that postulated that we're inside of a black hole So we're like a pocket universe inside of a larger universe and that the Big Bang might just be the creation of the black hole, et cetera, et cetera. And... Wow. Thank God I'm not inebriated. (laughs) (laughs) And in many ways, this game is about the end of the universe. Oh, lovely. And again, I'm not going to say much more about the plot, but... It doesn't have, like, award-winning dialogue. There's no dialogue, actually. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's there's writing. Like, people say things, but it's all text. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no one talking. Mm-hmm. It evokes most of the emotion through music, actually. Oh, I didn't know that. And the way that they tell the story at the end really is musically. And a lot of the prompts and a lot of how you navigate the world is through music. And it was just a beautiful way to think about the realities of the universe, which is that it is going to end. Like, (laughs) in a few million years, the Earth is going to be literally eaten up by the sun. And if there's anyone left here, they're going to have to figure out how to go somewhere else. And that's just the reality. We don't have to worry about that because it's going to happen so far in the future. Handling... Answering that question. Let's not even go there. (laughs) (laughs) But like, someone's going to have to think about that eventually. 
or something is or not think about that or not right that's true too <laughs> it's just and maybe more likely fucking rock but <laughs> to have a video game that isn't about that at all but then is about, is that, about that is just very special to me mm-hmm. if you want to hear me blather on more because i've done it enough here yeah, you can go God listen damn. to the episode. It's very early in 2022. I think it's called a cigarette or something like that. <laughs> After sex cigarette or something. Oh like God, that. I don't know. Should I look it up? Um, we'll put, we'll it, put in it in the, the show, show notes. notes. Regardless, uh, I can't choose between these games. I can't. And you know, it's funny. I was gonna say, well, you talked so much more about Disco Elysium only because you could. Yes. I can't talk too much about Outer Wilds because the experience is so special that you really need to play it and no part of it should be spoiled for you. I guess we just have to have a tie here. and That's what I want. And I want you to tell me if I've earned it. I think think you have. I appreciate that. But here's the thing, Big Nick. God damn it. Uh This is the only... Time. This is the only time. The, not next year. Not the year after that. Not the year after that. You only get one tie ever for a game of the year award. Ever. Okay. Ever. Okay. And I get to use mine. You don't know. I don't know when. <laughs> I so, don't know when. So now you have one. Is what is yes. what you're saying. Everybody gets one. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Don't use it on something dumb. Oh, Forza 17 and Gran Turismo 32 me, came out in the same year. I don't fucking play Gran Turismo. <laughs> I don't play that shit. No, so, no, Gran Turismo is a fine game. It was my introduction to racing games. I just mm. don't play it now because I don't have a PlayStation of my own. Anyway, next up, uh-huh. we have the award. Why are we calling them awards? I don't They're awards. <laughs> are they awards? They're awards. You're right. You're right. I'm just Keely. I'm just Keely. Uh, this should go on a fucking box. Oh, maybe the Gamer should. Friends Too Much to Play Award. That's coveted. That is actually yeah. I think only here. Only here. <laughs> Lord Jesus, I hate us. The award for <laughs> ongoing, <laughs> ongoing game. Uh huh. Is a game that has either come out. Uh-huh. In the year or in years prior. Mm-hmm. And it's to give space for any uh service-based games that had new content come out in the new year in the in this year, in mm-hmm. 2022, or DLC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like you in your last award made a really good argument for why you chose the way that you chose. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I don't have the same confidence. Mm. In my ongoing game choice, mainly in that it is obvious, mm. in that no one will be surprised, no, in no. that I almost kind of want to skip it. Mm. You know what I mean? It's a you little. You don't have to say much. I, I mean, there won't be much to say. My ongoing. <gasps> How dare you? No, that's not what I mean. Oh, We've already okay. said so much. Yeah. I've, can't shut up about this stupid fucking game. Mm. My ongoing game. Mm. 
goes to Apex Legends. What? Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's disrespectful. I mean, look. It gets gayer every year. It does. More and more gay. Yes. Every year. So for that actually alone, actually, I think that does justify it. (laughs) What other games you know gets gayer every year? Destiny. I was going to say Destiny. I know. I was waiting for you to... Oh, shocking. Oh, my God. We had an on-screen gay kiss between a robot and a man. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. You want some fan art? Is it good? I can probably find some good fan art. We can ask Rowan. I hate... You know... Apex is great. It gets gay every year. They keep giving us new modes that we all love, and they promptly take them away just to give it to us a little bit at the mm. beginning of a season or an event, which is very annoying. You think control is going to be permanent eventually? <sighs> Maybe. No. But they <laughs> they also <laughs> gave us uh, a new mode. It's called Gun Run. And Call of Duty is where this mode originated. Right? It's Call of Duty that, that started there, right? Sure. <laughs> I don't, I don't fucking know. I know what it is. I am 70% sure it's Call of Duty. But, you know, so the mode is, and I'm, what do they call I don't remember what they call it. You go through basically a cycle of all the weapons in the game. So mm-hmm. for you get in a group of three, you're fighting three other teams. There's 12 people on a small map, special maps for this particular mode. Everyone starts off with, like, tier one weapons. And then as each person progresses, your whole team gains progress to get through all of the guns in the game. And then you have these throwing knives, which had no aim assist on them. (sighs) Mm. And the first team to get to the end and kill someone with the throwing knives wins. A lot of fun. Kill or headshot? Kill. Doesn't have to be a headshot. Oh, my God. I actually did win a couple rounds of it, but if it had to have been a headshot... (laughs) (laughs) No, because when you let me <laughs> a game like Apex where you do have aim assist, which I will say I don't think it is as intense as mouse and keyboard players might make it seem out to be. Can I say what I saw? What do you mean? So this is like little known secret, but I have a PC now, right? And I I opened up Apex. I used it on. There's no recoil. I don't want to hear a PC person complaining about aim assist ever the fuck again. You point and click. You don't have to aim at all. No. <gasps> Controversial. Oh my God. I wouldn't. Mm. Uh, I would say you could add Big Nakuma, but now you can't. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, this. Uh, keep I don't, your heat, I guess. I guess. Stay mad. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I mean, they they obviously have better movement. Yeah, yeah. But aiming, that's not what they have to do. I mean, it makes sense. I get I every time I like play with someone who is on PC and playing M and K, I forget that I'm in the lobby for that for mm-hmm. a minute until someone just like beams me with a fucking whatever. Like and that's a, the thing. There are people that don't know how to point and click. I guess. And so there's no in between. Either, when they, you, either get you are getting beamed, beamed or they are shooting like a, a cartoon exactly. outline around your body. Like at least, <laughs> at least in console, <laughs> we can have some good gunfights. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not to say that doesn't happen on PC, but... Mm, I, yeah, I will say that, like, you know, watching when ALGS... When I hit a Kramer shot, I feel like there's skill involved. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will say on AL, like watching ALGS, it is definitely more so a game about movement. Like, they're all... Yeah. 
on a pretty equal playing field when it comes to shooting skills. There are a bunch of them on controller. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway. Anyway, I wish they would keep those fun modes around because they're so much fun. And, you know, but the, the battle royale is good. Like the new map, Broken Moon, I think is just a perfect combination of King's Canyon and Olympus. Mm. The movement is so much fun with the zip rails, you know? So much it variety, so much diversity. Yeah. You know, I think the legends were great this new run. Got Newcastle. Uh, uh-huh. Zaddy. Yes, actually. I mean, the detail in the in the character mm. design, you know, the mm. suit barely just... He grabbed his stomach there. Mm. Vantage, another weapon-based legend. She's good. She's good. She's cute. She's cute. I think she's great for newer players, mm. especially. Okay. People learning how to snipe. Yeah. Love Catalyst. I think she's got a great kit. Yeah. Fun character. Valk, obviously. Come on. Her impact. She's new meta. Was Valk right before Newcastle? Yeah. Valk was, I think, the first one this year. Wow. Well, a lot I of good stuff. Uh, have to agree with all of that. Love Apex still. Play less of it. But you do. I, I love it. And we watch the LGS, so, you we know, do. I feel connected. To I it, yell at so. the TV a lot. Yeah. It Those is embarrassing. It's like how people yell at the TV when, like, in football. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing that now. Look up this fucking video there. Mm. Sports. Well, for my ongoing game of the year, mm-hmm. I know that everyone expects me to... Choose Destiny. Right. I'm a little confused about what's in this outline, it, by the way. I mean, it is Destiny, but it's <laughs> Cities Skylines. I'm not choosing both. Because I was like, you just, no, no, I mean, are, we, are, we using, are we using that card already? No, no, I mean, no, like, no. damn. I'm not choosing both. It's City Skylines on paper. Right. In my heart. It's Destiny. Okay, I just that, to pick Destiny. Okay, right that's here. great. But here's the problem in the, in the podcast medium specifically is when you say two things <laughs> and you talk about two things, uh-huh. it is functionally the same as saying Cities both. Skylines so I need you to, I has need... had a fabulous year. Okay. In 2022. In 2022, uh-huh. they randomly dropped airports. So the thing about City Skylines is that there's not a regular content schedule. We don't right. know when shit's coming out. It just does. They it just, just happens. Very rare. I should say very rarely, because now some announcements about things that happened last year were like, oh, this is a two-parter. Look out, you know, mm-hmm. 2023. We got you mm-hmm. for some stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to be African-themed. Very exciting. African? Yes. That's where my nation is. Is it Africa? Yeah. I like... Oh. My, my headcanon is that I... Basically destroyed South Africa, and is it's in the place of the South white Africa. parts. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. okay. specifically. Oh, yeah. I love that new. Anyway, so starting the year off strong. So airports. Okay, we dropped. airports. I didn't even know about airports. It changed the game because before. There was a very intensive way to mod your way into having a nice-looking airport that was, like, realistic. Mm-hmm. But they were not really functional. And all mm-hmm. they could ever really handle was passenger traffic. There was a 
airport, like international airport that they released that was kind of an all-in-one thing. But it just wasn't really to scale if that was built in the real world to be like a regional airport size. Oh, we don't want that. We want JFKs. We want... Sure. Uh... Other airports, I don't know the names of other airports. Oh, my God. So <laughs> the way that DLC for City Skylines works is that they give you, like, a new area to paint in your city. So when Park Life came out, they give you the ability to paint a park. You're not just plopping a park down that's a pre-made thing. Mm-hmm. You can paint an area, and then you can decorate it yourself. You can put trees where you want. You can put your own props and stuff like that. But the game will treat it like a park. Mm-hmm. And as long as you have stuff for people to do inside of it, you can level it up, et cetera, et cetera. And so universities, you paint an area, and then inside of that area, university buildings mm-hmm. can pop up. And that's where you can place university buildings, et cetera, et cetera. All of the DLC follows that formula. So then you could, with airports, paint out an area. It flattened the land completely. Okay. So it a lot of people were able to build those like artificial island airports, which are very popular IRL. Airports are usually like kind of on the coast a lot of the time, mm-hmm. out of the way. It allowed you to make really long runways the way that you want. There was a taxiing system. It, it was like a functional modular airport. And they could be unique in every single build now, as opposed to the same cookie cutter airport that everyone had to use. Got it. Huge change. Plazas and promenades came out 2022. This basically allows for you to do completely walkable cities where cars, except for emergency vehicles, are completely banned. There's a lot of mod infrastructure now for people to make their own networks that do that kind of thing. And for a long time, the cities were... You you could make them walkable with modding, extensive modding, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't really built into the game to be functional. Mm -hmm. Now you can paint an area, and as long as you have like a service station where people's garbage can be picked up and dropped off, no cars. And it just changes the fabric of a lot of cities Mm -hmm. because you can really make them look like what you want. Mm -hmm. There's so many places now where they're getting rid of cars, IRL. And if you want to recreate those places or like limit cars... It's hard to do. And so now the game allows you to like work with it to do that. And then last expansion was the financial districts expansion allows you to do like stock market stuff, just really solid additions to the game. And I feel like for the most part, you have everything that you need to really build an authentic city. And there's a lot of new content creators making hyper-realistic cities that look phenomenal. And it's because of all this new infrastructure. So... Not Destiny, Wink. It's like, you know, not that, but it is City Skylines for the reasons I just gave. Okay, so I am not allowing you to talk about Destiny anymore. Well, no, but Lightfall Ah. is probably going to be... Don't care. You can talk about it next episode. I see. Your ongoing game of the year is City Skylines. That's right. Fabulous. Mm -hmm. Next award. What's the next award? Good. Indie Game (laughs) of the Year. Cedric, what is your Indie Game of the Year? Let's go, Jeff. Paparazzi. Excuse me? Paparazzi. Oh, paparazzi. Yeah. 
The game where you take pictures of puppies. Yeah, it's a first-person shooter. (laughs) (laughs) I hated that. Yeah, when you're shooting photography, shooting photos of these little dogs. It's so cute. And I think I talked about it already. But, you know, it's so wholesome. And it gave me a lot of joy. I'm so happy for you. So I, I put it on the list. You, you get to play with the dogs. There's frisbees. There's balls. You get to dress them up. The maps are all fun. The music's cute. You can pet the dog with your multicolored arm. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking weird. <laughs> Why don't I just let you choose a color? I feel like it's like every shade of whatever. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. And it's like, you can't really get bored because you're like, there's just these stupid little dogs running around. And you can put little things out and they do shit. It's like, little things, a radio, and they start dancing and, you know, they're jumping around and they're playing and it's fucking cute. It's cute. You love the puppies. I love the puppies. Not many games came out for you this year, huh? No, but... (laughs) (laughs) Also, let's not forget that I was depressed. <laughs> what? This year, it was rough. What? <laughs> I just, it's news to me, past tense. No, well, no, it's definitely not past tense. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a, it's a large reason for the list that I picked this year, my God. But yeah, like, it really is, it's like, it's only $20 on Steam. I don't know how much it is on Xbox. I don't really care. It was on Game Pass. It was on Game Pass, right? It still might be. I, you know, like, pet the dogs. It's like such a like, oh, I'm just like, want 20 minutes to just take some pictures of some fucking dogs and just play a little bit more of this game and then move on with my life. Until I want to play 20 minutes of it again. That's beautiful. It's the coziest of cozy games. I think it scratches the Animal Crossing itch mm. for me without the commitment. Because I feel like, you know, like when you go back in the paparazzi, the puppies don't care. They're just like, they don't. look at me, look stupid. Take a picture of me. The puppies don't care. But when you go back in the Animal Crossing, like, oh my God, are you, have you died? I haven't seen you. And Tom Nook is like, oh my God. They really are. You obnoxious. owe me money. They're so, they're, they're so fucking needy. But you know what? The pups in paparazzi, they don't judge. No. They would never judge you. They would never judge me. They're just there. And sometimes you just need somebody to be there. So yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. I am. <laughs> oh so yeah, fuck God. it. I'm going to give it to paparazzi. Well, that's beautiful. Um, my indie game of the year is a game that took me completely by surprise. I had only heard rumblings at the end of the year because it came out really late in the year. Like, oh, you have to play this game. It, it has so many elements that are just like Return of the Obra Dinn. And Return of the Obra Dinn has been on my wish list for a while, but I didn't have a PC. And so I couldn't play it. Mm-hmm. I still haven't gotten around to it. But when people were like, oh, you know, this game that just came out is the 
Return of Obra Dinn of 2023, you know, you gotta you gotta try it out. And it has a free demo on Steam. 2022. You're right. Faux pas. Oh my god, faux pas. Um, it has a free demo on Steam. You should go download it. It is a very good demo because if you complete all that it allows you to complete, it actually gives you some really interesting context for when you start to play, but it doesn't ruin anything for you at all. It mm. really just adds to the mystique and helped draw me in. So I would strongly recommend doing the demo. You do have to replay everything, but like, you know, once you solve it, you solve it. It's a, it's a, it's right. a detective game. And I should say the name. It's The Curse of the Golden Idol. Mm-hmm. And it was phenomenal. The music was really good. I actually called you in to listen to the music. And I tried to get a music category for this year's Games of the Year. But someone didn't have many musical experiences this year and didn't feel like they could contribute to that category. Not in a meaningful way. You know, I have to be... Mm -hmm. This was not my year. It would have been tough for me, though, because uh, the Forbidden West and... Ragnarok soundtracks are also very good. So the music is just, it sets it up really well. This reminds me so much of the logic puzzles that I used to do when I was a kid. The way that it is set up for you to solve is very much like one of those. If there's a red house with a thatch roof and a blue house with a tile roof and Susie, who works at the hospital, has a colleague who lives in a blue house, but you know, like you're Mm -hmm. trying to match, you're trying to figure out what is going on in front of you without really knowing too much and having to observe. And you only get like half of the information you need, or maybe a third of the information you need from one clue. Mm -hmm. And you have to match all of those things together. It's like, it's a logic puzzle. And at first was, I thought, just a bunch of disconnected murders. Like, they they tell you that they're connected, but I was kind of thinking you have to really sleuth to figure out how they're connected. So I, I was actually taking fucking notes. <laughs> I did see the notebook. I was, like, oh, Lord, I was playing this Here game. he goes. Here he goes. <laughs> but it wasn't really that. It was, it was telling a cohesive story. And it's just, it's very good. It was 20 bucks. I think even less than 20 bucks. I think it was like 18 bucks. Anyway. Can't recommend it enough. Really, really a phenomenal puzzle game. I don't want to say too much to give anything away. Oh, and and to be clear, this was not a 3D game. I played and enjoyed very much a 2D <laughs> non 3 like yeah, yeah, yeah. Pixelated. Pixelated. But the art was fantastic. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Not my cup of tea. Specifically, but this is what I wish the Sherlock Holmes games were. Wow, that's that's what I have to say. Beautiful. I would love for this company to just make Sherlock Holmes games in that style. They would make a killing. I agree. Phenomenal. 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 It was phenomenal. All right, it's time to get into the games of the year. <gasps> the games of the year. I'm really excited to hear your list. Why you gotta say it like that? I, I don't know what you're talking about. And you looked, you had a specific look. A little shit-eating grin on your face, you little motherfucker. What is your second runner-up game of the year? 
My second runner-up, and it counts. Mm-hmm. It counts. It counts. Mm-hmm. Is going to be prehistoric kingdom. I guess it technically it had its 1.0 release this well, 2022. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure, it counts. And this game was tailor made just for me. It really was. I mean, I've talked about it, but it really is the perfect marriage of Planet Zoo and Jurassic World Evolution, which. By the way, Jurassic World Evolution 2 did come out this past year. And I thought about it. It could have made the list. Uh-huh. But it didn't. It didn't. I will say Jurassic World Evolution 2 did improve on the thing, on like the, the sore spots from the first game. But Prehistoric Kingdom is the game that Jurassic World Evolution should be mm. and mm. never will be. So I'm so glad someone said, fuck it, I'll do it instead. Oh. Wow. That's how I feel about it. Okay. And like, you know, it's it's not perfect. You know, it's still early access. It's not totally done. They're updating a shit ton. But unlike a lot of games who's I've I've now fallen out of favor with. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm excited for the potential. It's, like, kind of fun to be on this journey. I feel like you experience that a lot, especially with, like, Software Inc. Mm. Got, you know, experience the sort of, like, ooh, the, the fun the of this early access stuff. Yeah. And so it was, like, and you know, it's, like, nice kind of see, oh, they're adding animations now, or they're adding this now, or, like, we have guests. We have guests. Mm. They have guests now, and they have guest experiences. And, like, obviously, the systems aren't, like, as fully fleshed out as either Planet Zoo or Jurassic World Evolution, but... I know. I know in my heart of hearts. It's going to get to It'll the planet. It'll get there. Yeah. So I'm excited. I actually, funny enough, it's still very intimidating. But latest friend of the show, if you see, has just started an introduction to Planet Zoo. Yes. Video has. series. And it's excellent. Look at the show notes. Um, and I think I'm going to try to just use that uh-huh. to... Inspire me for a prehistoric kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Not Planet Zoo. I, probably both. Because I'm sure I'm going to run into something in prehistoric kingdom that it can't do. Yeah, it can't do. Yet. Have you paid for all of like the DLC and stuff for, pre, for not prehistoric kingdom, for Planet Zoo? Some of it. I think I got a decent amount of it on sale. Let me know the next time there's a sale. Because unfortunately, that fucking YouTube series is making me want to play Planet Zoo. Which is disgusting. <laughs> but second of all, I'll keep an eye out for you. It's $150 for everything. Oh, well, my. How can I not have access to every animal? Why? Who am Sell I? Your, I mean, <laughs> but a common <laughs> video game choose? player, you have, you have to shoot. No. You I feel like all. literally what I would do, by the way, is just go in and download people's parks because you can upload a whole park and then just. Run it. That would be fun. Then I don't have to build no. anything. No. I thought about that for City Skylines. Just go in, download a Absolutely city. Absolutely not. Jordan, I build PCs because I think <laughs> I like the challenge. I think it's fun. Uh-huh. I'm like, take all these disparate, separate pieces and bring them together in digitized harmony. What an app metaphor for your second runner-up prehistoric kingdom. Actually, yeah. I would agree with that. Thank you. 
Mm. What a what a beautiful little button to put there. We've been doing this for almost four years. <sighs> What's your second runner up for Game of the Year? I'm gonna keep it very short because it is Curse of the Golden Idol. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I reacted that way, but it has to stay in. I was I was thinking to myself, like, can I put Curse of the Golden Idol on my top three, but not make it indie game of the year just so I could talk about a different indie game because there are other indie games I played this year like Trek to Yomi that I really enjoyed. What else came out? And just to be clear for the listeners at home, indie games can be in these in the game of the year category. Yeah, that's what I'm literally I'm I'm doing it. Right. Exactly. I'm doing it right now, but I'm saying I I couldn't make Trek to Yomi the indie game of the year, but then Top three list, which can include indies, doesn't have it on there. Right, right, right. How could Curse of the Golden Idol be my third favorite game of the year, but not be my favorite indie game? That doesn't yes. make sense. Yes, okay, yes. yes. Thank you. So, uh, th- th- you know, there, there we go. Curse of the Golden Idol. Great. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal. It really, really is good. It's really good to talk I believe story. you. I, the, you know, I, the mystery games are not for me sometimes. I guess. And yeah. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm happy for you. Thank you. You're welcome. What was your first runner up for <sighs> game of the year? I feel like I'm doing a lot of sighing. <laughs> it's it's sad. every game. It's sad. <sighs> you should put 10 toes down. I don't want to. <laughs> I Because I, it's embarrassing. I, it's, it's... They took everything from you this year. They really did. <laughs> and then this, this one is hard because clearly I haven't thought about the cultural implications of playing this game since, uh-huh. since it came out. Until now, thinking about it some more, and it's like, it's a little embarrassing. I don't know. <sighs> it's hard, because it, it just was so much fun, and the mechanics are really good, and it's, like, pretty to look at. And I don't get to play a lot of, like, beat em up fighting games in a way that, like, you know, I feel like I actually know what the fuck I'm doing. Uh-huh. And even this game did not give me that satisfaction until it introduced an easier mode after it came out initially. Everyone was like, what the fuck do you think we are? We can't play this goddamn game. It's too fucking hard. Uh Uh-huh. And so my first runner-up for game of the year is embarrassingly Sifu. I'm going to go ahead and say it's not embarrassing. Is it? And be, there were people who were upset about the representation of it, and there were people who were Deservedly not upset so. about the representation in it. And I think that acknowledging where it is flawed and also appreciating it for its artistry as a video game in terms of mechanics and that type uh, of thing. It, just, it feels a little bit separate the art from the artist to me. I guess. And like, okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't believe in that. Okay. So okay. I don't. But like, we're not talking about Kanye West shit. You know what I mean? Like, I, but like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it's whatever. 
Not me having a crisis. I don't, whatever. It's, it's a lot of fun. I love the game. It makes me feel cool. Because not a lot of games do. It's like, it's like what I want. Like, I, I need someone to just like put this game and put Keanu Reeves in it and make it a John Wick game. Mm, put a okay. gun in his hand, make me a John Wick game. Please. This is what I want. What I want. And let me tell you, they did add the student mode. They call it student. This is the easiest one. It's still not easy. <laughs> okay? Uh-huh. It's not easy. There, There is a certain... I feel like this is the perfect kind of game. If you're like, oh, like I would like to try a Dark Souls game or an Elden Ring, and you're like not used to sort of like the, the sort of rhythm and flow of parrying and you know all that the sort of, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. This would be a good place to start, I would think. I, I am add... not going to graduate to a Dark Souls. I am not going to graduate to an Elden Ring. I'm just going to keep it here. Uh-huh. But I feel like if you if that is the kind of game that you aspire to, you find them frustrating because you can't get into the rhythm of the combat, this might be a better place to start. I would add a Jedi Fallen Order. Yes, absolutely. And assumingly, assumedly, and it's, likely, it's sequel. it's sequel, right? Jedi Fallen Survivor. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it is seafood. I actually, I looked at how much hours I put in, and I, I have a feeling of a portion of this was just me leaving the game running but I put in 40 hours wow which is like a not a lot it's not a lot but it's a decent chunk for <laughs> how much repeating I had to do with stages you know I, I'm not gonna relive that trauma but <laughs> no it was trauma this game was traumatic and yeah Sifu wow What's your first runner-up for Game of the Year? My first runner-up for Game of the Year, I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off. It is Horizon Forbidden West. He's like, I'm not going to bury shocked. the lead. Shocked. I, let, me, let me preface this by saying, I will wait until my Game of the Year, which is probably obvious now, but maybe <laughs> is not. Um, Destiny. Breath <laughs> <laughs> of the Wild. No, sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my God. I <laughs> knew that this would be one of my favorite games of the year and just kind of expected that nothing was going to knock it off. Um, mm. I really, really loved Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes. It is in the vein of that kind of like futurist sci fi space exploration kind of stuff, but wasn't explicitly so. And now it is explicitly so. Uh, without spoiling too much of the game, it ends up being kind of about space shenanigans. We love that. And I loved that. You, you specifically love that. I did. There were a lot of people that didn't really connect with the story, I guess. And there were some mm. people who were, you know, complaining or critiquing Ashley Birch's performance as being very breathy and stuff. I ate all that shit up. I really enjoyed <laughs> what they gave to me. And it felt very much like more Horizon. Mm -hmm. In some ways, it didn't even feel like Horizon Forbidden West was a sequel as mm -hmm. much as just the, the next part of the first game. 
the natural evolution sort of yeah. the story. It was like a, it felt like a 1.5 mm-hmm. because there weren't many mechanics that were changing. Like, yeah, we got a glider and we got a few other movement things, including like more things to ride. There were also new and different weapons, new energy types because the arrows are always like some kind of energy for the most part. It was it was just more of that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes that's all you need. Exactly. The formula was so good. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed all of my time. I'm really excited to do a new Game Plus run. I haven't done it yet. I'm kind of anticipating that there will be DLC coming out. Right. Because they've already said that there's DLC coming out. (laughs) Uh, Burning Sands. (laughs) I don't know why I framed it that way. (sighs) And um, I I think I'm going to wait until that comes out to do my new Game Plus. And I'll just do it all together. But I don't really have much more to add to that. I thought that there were very beautiful moments in the story. And then I had another experience that was just more. And I will talk about that shortly. But I would encourage you to go back and listen to our episode about Horizon Forbidden West in the event that you are curious to hear more of my thoughts. Uh, I just thought it was a very solid game. And I'm really excited to see what happens next. It's beautiful. Thank you. Well, we're here. We're in the final award, kind of. There's actually... Shut up. Okay, okay. That's the tradition. Shut up. What is your game of the year? Why are you pausing? I'm going to have to really, 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 really justify this one. Because I'm going to say, and people are going to be like, oh my God, he's lost it. He's Paparazzi? Lost. <laughs> I mean, Paparazzi was, was a really good game. <laughs> I think it's a really good game. No. Um, my game of the year. Mm-hmm. For 2022. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's Trombone Champ. I think that's beautiful. Thank you. I think that it's beautiful that Trombone Champ is your game of the year. It is my game of the year. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing about Trombone Champ. Is it silly? Yes. <laughs> is it ridiculous? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. As Gamer Friend Leslie pointed out in a tweet about Trombone Champ, was that half of the fun is that the trombone kind of sounds like a fart. <laughs> <laughs> And that is incredibly true. Uh Uh-huh. But what's most important about Trombone Champ is that underneath is a really good musical game. It has the right bones. It has the bones. It has the right bones. That's what it, it has the right soul. Mm-hmm. It has the right that's that's a better way to put it. it has the right soul. It has the right soul. And it sure. makes me laugh. Like I it's was joyful. Just, I just was sitting here clicking away through stars and stripes forever. It's actually it's extra funny when they take when you take a serious song like Stars <laughs> and Stripes Forever and fuck it up in trombone champ. That's that's great. That's fantastic. But it is really musical. And I think ultimately shows us, the players, as it should, 
that the trombone is a very difficult instrument to play. It is, probably. So hard. I don't fuck with brass. You have to do the thing. The sliding. Yeah, you have to and slide. And the overtones. Because you could be in one position, it could, it's a million notes. It's a million fucking notes. Uh-huh. Million, that it doesn't get into that. But I love how this game handles pitch. It is painfully precise. So like, even if you're just like a little bit off, you can hear it. Really? Yeah, you can hear it. I actually, after we're done recording this, th- I'm gonna play it a little bit. Oh, I have some theory homework I have to do. Oh, okay. But I'm just gonna I'm gonna get warmed up, get inspired by warmed play, up. playing some. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you're just a little bit off, you can hear it, which is like fun for me because I'm like, oh, okay, like you know, you start actually correlating notes to where you should be with your mouse. I will say. The game starts you off in inverted. Switch that. When you actually move up, it goes up. Don't get it off of inverted. It's very confusing. Get it off inverted. Okay. Also, don't click the notes with your mouse hand. Use a key. You can use any keyboard key on the keyboard. I would opt to not use the space bar. Use a tiny button because some of them... Oh, the, 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 it's... Oh. It's click, you click it away. I'm going to show you stars and stripes. That one is fun <laughs> as hell. It's fun as fuck. Anyway, I, I, I love it. I do love how it forces a musical ear. And I love how it handles the rhythm in that you kind of just have to be listening. Like, it doesn't denote the rhythm in the same way that, like, Beat Saber or Guitar Hero does. Uh But if you're listening, if you're really listening and really getting to music, because some of them do have tempo changes as well. Hmm. If you are really into the piece, you'll get it. It's beautiful. Huh. I love it. I love it. And it's like a teeny bit of, like, a... A silly story, obviously, to go along with the silliness of the game. And it, it, it's not super intense. I won't spoil anything because I think it's just worth clicking around. Spoil? It's not really. I, what I <laughs> funny, the things that you get to unlock and the thing and the you know, sort of quote unquote progression okay, of the story. Okay. No one talked about them, which is like interesting. But I would wholeheartedly encourage you to just spend the $15 to buy to purchase Trombone Champ and play Trombone Champ. And the little things you could do on the side are like a nice break from the silly songs you get to play and you get to play more silly songs. I think that that's beautiful for you. Thank you. And I'm excited that even though you seem embarrassed for a reason that I don't understand about your games list for this year, you have really decided to lean in on joy. And I think that that's beautiful. You are petting puppies. You are taking pictures of puppies. You are frolicking with puppies. You are playing with your trombone. You are farting around. (laughs) And you're beating people the fuck up. Like, that's all joy to me. Thank you. You've had a very joyful 2022. Just in the games. (laughs) Just. Not in real life at all. Oh, boy. Oh, Lord Um, mercy. Well, I'm happy for you. Thank you. Digitally. (laughs) Your game of the year. My game of the year is a game that we need to do an entire episode on. We do. We do. Because I can't do it justice in what I'm sure is not that much time left before you start getting cranky about what you've been recording. (laughs) 
That's hurtful. God of War Ragnarok really took me by surprise. Really? First of all, and this is what I was going to say in the last section, but I decided to wait. I thought it was going to get delayed. I just kind of assumed it was going to get delayed. <laughs> You're like, well, everyone else is delayed. Everything else game. got delayed. Yeah, the fucking knows and it out. was delayed. It just wasn't delayed out of 2022. And mm. I kind of thought, oh, maybe we're thinking about a March 2023. Mm-hmm. Like, bump it to compete with Starfield. Why not? Mm-hmm. That is going to be your big Starfield competition. It was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it supposed to be like Starfield, God of War, almost back-to-back? I think it was. They were weeks apart. I don't even fucking remember. I I do vaguely remember a, a set because you're like, oh, I have yeah. Because you were like, I have to speed through, I speed through, but like get through yeah. God of War that way I could play Starfield. Or was it vice versa? I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. That didn't end up happening, obviously. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just randomly thought of Starfleet. <laughs> Anyway, 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 anyway. God of War Ragnarok really snuck up on me. The first game in the reboot was the first game that I had played. I was familiar with God of War, but I had not actually played them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my mother would have actually taken my console away if she had seen anything (laughs) from the original God of War. (sighs) Anyway, I really enjoyed it. I didn't like platinum it because while I really enjoyed it and I thought it was a very good story and it was a very good game overall, I it wasn't like I thought there was anything missing. It just wasn't, it didn't like take over my life. Okay. And that's fine. Yeah. That's God fine. of War Ragnarok really did. And I think that part of it in like listening to people talk about the two games This is another game that has been described very much as a 1.5. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is not some radical departure from what the God of War was, the the God of War 2018 game. However, it is so much more and underlines the best parts of 2018 and emphasizes those things by changing them just enough mm-hmm. where it feels fresh, but it also feels familiar. Mm-hmm. And they just did a phenomenal job. A- another thing is that people have kind of noticed you go through much of the first game with only the axe, mm-hmm. and then you have the two weapons by the end. His original chains come back. You get a third weapon in God of War Ragnarok. That is the most I will spoil. The story behind how he gets it is so tragic and deeply emotional and beautiful at the same time. The writing in Ragnarok just upped the ante from 2018 in every way. Mm. I was so deeply connected to these characters with <laughs> I keep saying without spoiling we need to like have a spoilery conversation 
What I will say is that there's a character who was wronged in a very complicated way in the first game who returns and the anger that they feel is palpable. Mm. And it really came through in the performance. And it was, again, deeply sad. But what I came to find to be true about this game is that it was about transformative justice in action. Mm. Which was not what I was expecting going in. Well, I wouldn't either. Ragnarok is a story that a lot of people are going to be familiar with. So many video games have been made about Ragnarok. Literally, Assassin's Creed Valhalla just did this. The MCU did it as well. The MCU also (laughs) did it. That's right. (laughs) They do it in different ways, but like a lot of the same, you know, talking points Mm. are involved. They changed enough that even though you might be accustomed to the mythology, you are still being surprised mm-hmm. by what they were doing. But it was a lot of inversions as opposed to outright changes. Okay. And viewing it through the lens of a group of gods attempting to subvert fate, not by... Mm actively pushing against it because the whole game is about how that doesn't work. Mm. But by leaning into what they learn about themselves to be true. I'm mm. being so fucking vague. But I mean, yeah, yeah but <laughs> necessarily so. It, it is just heartwarming and beautiful. It's about redemption. It's about grief. It is about really righteous anger. There are so many performances in the game that are phenomenal. Richard Schiff as Odin was such a choice to like do a Brooklyn Odin. (laughs) (laughs) It, It worked so well. He was a scene stealer in everything that he was in. The combat was refined. Mm. It was like they perfected the model. Very very much like how I feel about Horizon Forbidden West. They perfected what they started with. Mm -hmm. But God of War's combat is much less complicated than Horizon's combat. And not that I always think that less is more, And I don't even necessarily think that I would choose to play God of War over Horizon Zero Dawn, or I should just say the Horizon Horizon series, in terms of combat. Mm -hmm. It's not like I I would love to just have a bow and arrow in the game. Like, that would be great. (laughs) I, I would love to fight the way that Aloy fights in more things. But what it was just worked so well with how they designed the enemies, how many different kinds of enemies there were. This wasn't repetitive in the way that sometimes 2018 felt. Mm-hmm. It, it is repetitive in the sense that it's in, you know, semi-open world where you're going to locations and uncovering things or whatever. But what's happening is so unique in most situations that, like, I never felt like it was grindy. Mm-hmm. 
almost at the end of the game, there's this whole end game, like open world area that completely <laughs> takes you by surprise. And I like thought I was going to finish. And then it was like, no, I have a two day excursion, like a two IRL day oh my goodness. excursion to this other area. Two days. It was just so much. I platted this game as soon as I possibly could. No. It was so challenging. I cannot wait to play again. And I do want to talk much more about how I feel like this is, again, about restorative justice. I know that I say that a lot about (laughs) different (laughs) media, but like being able to forgive someone really, truly, being able to allow someone to grow from their mistakes Mm. and not discard them for making those mistakes, Mm -hmm. really holding yourself and others accountable for the decisions that you make, whether you or they think that they were right or wrong, that is what this game is about. And in some ways, I guess you could say that the first game, you kind of need to be a father to really appreciate all of what it is. That's not the case for Ragnarok, in my opinion. I'm sure it's probably enhanced because, like, I don't have a kid, so can I really understand how he feels in certain situations? But, like, how they opened it up to be about so many other characters, it truly is an ensemble game Mm. in a way that God of War 2018, yeah, they have these sidekicks that are helping, but, like, you don't go on missions for and with those people. Mm-hmm. You're doing something for yourself. Mm-hmm. And in Ragnarok, it really was like, you know, it's the end of the world. We all have to pitch in. I don't know. I, I can't say more good stuff about this game. I I think that it might be a close to perfect game. Wow. I'm just thinking about how I wept at the end. And I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, Trying not to get emotional. It was just so good. It was so good. Corey Balrog really deserves... Uh, All seven minutes of his speech. <laughs> <laughs> that is not who I'm talking about. Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm talking about the narrative director. Oh. Just just a phenomenal job. We'll talk about it, I promise. We'll we'll do a spoiler cast for... Or, or something. For talk God about the game on the Game Podcast. So fucking good. Definitely my game of the year. I just... 2022, I played three of what I think are my favorite games of all time. Wow. Big year for you. Big year for me, I have to say. Must in contrast be... <laughs> I was in here scraping around trying to find some happiness. And he's like, these narrative experiences changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> You should play Ragnarok. Maybe I haven't played. I never got through the first one. I only played a little bit of it. It's so good. Can I play Ragnarok without playing the first one? You can, but you're not gonna fully understand some of the characters' motivations. Okay, but I mean, like, you can. But, well, let's see. I you know I need to make more time to not do things. So yes, you do. <laughs> What a fucking indictment. Well, I think that takes us to our special... Yes. 
award. Every year we've tried to do a special category. And last year we were like, oh, we're going to institutionalize it. It'll just be like the thing we're most looking forward to. And while I picked something that I eventually thought was going to be delayed and ended up not being delayed, Ragnarok, you picked a game that I was hoping wouldn't be delayed, but probably knew it was going to be. It actually was delayed until after the uh, new after the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, Suicide Squad kills Justice League. So we decided <sighs> that since both of our games were kind of under threat of being delayed, and technically God of War did get delayed, I, I want to not do that. Because who knows if what we're excited about... Like, I could have theoretically said Skull and Bones. I don't think that game's ever fucking coming out. <laughs> no, not <at> this point. <laughs> that game is I don't think that game an exists. Enigma. It's, <laughs> I think exists. that game is just a marketing budget. Some, someone <laughs> put some squiggly lines on a whiteboard, <laughs> and they had, like, a huddle about it, and maybe a couple Zoom meetings, but that's... That was it. That's it. <sighs> so instead... Mm-hmm. We're going to anticipate, maybe, yes, our future selves. Uh huh. And what we're calling the pre-award for the too much to play award <laughs> for 2020. <laughs> That's right. If that title didn't make any fucking sense to you, because why would it? it? Is <laughs> the, game, the game that we are going to play in 2023 that is. <sighs> It's already out. Yeah, it's already, it's already out. out. It either came out in 2023 or before, and we didn't get to no, it No, 2022. Oh, I'm sorry. It came out in 2022. Fuck. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's so hard. Um, That's right. So, yeah. What is your that award? <laughs> Mine, <laughs> I think, Uh huh. I'm going to choose Marvel Midnight Suns as my Ooh. too much to play. Now, here's we didn't the thing. get to play it. We didn't get to play it. Me specifically, I was highly skeptical because I was like, I was, yes. I mean, I never played an XCOM game. Uh, uh-huh. I was like, card game, I don't fucking know. And then I think it was a, not a, uh, a Civ 6 player. It was Potato McWhiskey. Right. That, uh, show, you know, that you watched for Civ 6 that uh, got like early access to the game and did like a whole introduction about it. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Crazy thing about me with Marvel games is I think, the best Marvel games that I've played are the first Marvel Ultimate Alliance mm-hmm. and Marvel, I think it was Nemesis, the fighting game. Uh-huh. That's it. Uh, I have pretty much, and maybe like the original Spider-Man, you know, with Stanley uh narrating it. I don't like a lot of Marvel games. Guardians of the Galaxy was great. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Save for Guardians of the Galaxy. The only bright spot here. Um, So, like, I don't know. I'm, like, skeptical of, like, weird games or, like, not traditional fighting games. I'm skeptical of Marvel games. But I feel like I have, this year, I have now found this newfound love for all of these Excel spreadsheet games. Mm. You know, all of these not first-person shooters, not third-person shooters, not these big, massive narrative Things where it's all just about guns and story. Mm. So I think now is the is the right time for me to get into this. It probably is until we get our next delays. Right, it'll tie me over for when Suicide Squad Kills Justice comes out in twenty twenty six. 
So, uh, yes. Well, my that award is. I'm doing what you've been doing all fucking episodes. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, you just wanted me to look at you funny. That's what that was about. You just, you just, you just wanted a reaction. Return of the Obra Din. When I heard about this game for the first time, I assumed that the Obra Din was some kind of like civilization or something. And so I was like, what the fuck is everyone talking about? I didn't, I didn't know. And then I looked into it and it was this really cool detective game. And not only was it that, but it was made by the person that made Papers, Please. And I really enjoyed that game. And his follow-up, I should say their follow-up because when I was on his Wikipedia page, it was uh, talking about how him and his wife make the games. Oh. But his wife never gets credited for any of it. So I don't really know what's up with that. Like, she well, was working at Riot or something like that before they moved to Japan to be with her family. Anyway, it's on his Wikipedia page, Lucas Pope. But Return of the Oberdin, everyone really loved it. And it was a, a detective game, but I didn't have a PC. And there's no world of games. I know. I've really you. opened up. And so I am really looking forward to playing it. And I think I'm going to pick it up uh, really soon because there's not going to be much time for anything else once Lightfall comes out. Couldn't get couldn't get through an episode without that bad Destiny, huh? I didn't say anything about Destiny. I said Lightfall. Oh, oh yeah. There's a big difference there. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us for our stroll through the joys and perfection that was 2022 in video gaming very specifically. Yeah. Yeah, no, this was great. I am... We got through it. I still feel weird. Maybe, I think, you know, this was a year I shed a lot of AAA-ness. Maybe that's what I'm feeling so (laughs) Uh uneasy about. I should interrogate that further. Anyway, if you like the show... Please rate, review, and subscribe on the platform that you're listening to right now. Especially those ratings. Those ratings are so important. Yes. Please rate. Please rate. Rate. And we are just generally very appreciative for all of your listenership. Thank you for being with us, sticking it out. Especially Uh, the new, new listeners. Yes. And most thanks, because of capitalism, goes to (laughs) our patrons. (laughs) After Emma Enya... I may, Shuli, Nerdy, Cody, Mike, Alex, and our newest patron, Alan. Thank you so much for joining this illustrious group of individuals. Thank you. We should have, we're going to have something special for y'all soon. Yes. We should figure out what that's going to be. A little something sweet. Sweet for kids. I don't know. <laughs> Rest in peace, on Anyway, really appreciate all of the support. We're excited to have a good 2023. Yeah. Suicide Squad's going to come out. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be Starfleeting. <laughs> it's going to be a beautiful year. Oh, boy. Goodbye, y'all. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>